Welcome to Senequanon News. I'm your anchor, Persona Non Grata. Our card today covers the primary strategy fail, Pence hatred, critics, and Trump fraud. The conservatives recently held their second primary debate, and the former president skipped this debate as well. DeSantis clearly won the debate, and the others fought over the remainder of the scraps. Too many critics were offended at the fighting and the squabbling among the candidates. And somehow, a communist from Univision got on the Fox Business panel. Clearly, the RNC, Fox, and presidential candidates don't know strategy. If the front-runner doesn't attend, the entire forum should be about destroying him. Who are the killers? Who are the assassins? If you can't take someone out who isn't there, do you really belong on the ticket? Why fight over single-digit supports from your colleagues when there was 40-50% to 50% support for Trump ripe for the taking? Too many think Trump is unblemished and not vulnerable. What a load of hogwash. Megyn Kelly stumped him on COVID. Maria Bartiromo stumped him on the deep state. And his MSNBC interview on abortion was a travesty. Yet there were only a couple of lone shots from the Republican candidate field that Trump could just ignore. In politics, it is just as important to be able to stab someone in the back as it is to have a high noon gunfight. If he's not at the debate, he's defenseless by choice. If you're not willing to hit Trump, then give up. And I don't mean stand up to or call him out. I mean beat him to a bloody pulp. Why enter the blood sport of politics if you're afraid to draw blood? All the critics are missing this, which is not surprising. The lack of opportunism by the media and the candidates is appalling. The critics are barely there. They have nothing to criticize Trump about. The only real critic on Trump has been Steve Deese. Critics don't understand Pence. They know they hate him, they just don't know why. That is because they have the observational skills of blind monkeys. Here's why they hate Pence. He gives his life history before answering any question. And he tries to make every answer about being relatable. He does this programmatically and mechanically. The monotony of his delivery makes you question if he is alive. It also makes you question if you're alive. Sadly, you wish you weren't. Here's how I classify the field. Christie is deputy dog. Haley is tough. Vivek is a fraud. Pence is a murder-suicide pact. Burgum is the outsider. Scott is the token. That's why Elder wasn't let in. Vivek, Haley, and Scott are running for Trump appointees or to boost themselves into other positions the media has been saying. DeSantis appears to be the only real candidate actually running for president. He's the contender. All these debates are about DeSantis running the gauntlet of obstacles in order to face Trump. The only candidate Trump has gone after is DeSantis. In that regard, DeSantis is the only candidate Trump has endorsed. It seems the shine has come off most of the candidates, and attrition may finally have some casualties. This may be the time for horse trading for strategic advantage. If Haley joined DeSantis, she might be much better at getting at Trump. She was in the Trump administration. Uh, DeSantis's pitch could be that 
the Republicans aren't ready for a female president, but they are ready for a female vice president. And she doesn't want the volatility of another Trump administration. The case can be made that Trump won't have a viable administration with all the scandals, firings, betrayals, arrests, and trials. Nikki Haley was lucky she got out before all the fireworks. What about the critics? I believe I'm beginning to see their fears more clearly. They are afraid of the deep state, censors, and the deep state. They are also afraid of Donald Trump. They only feel free to criticize Fox and the other candidates. They will criticize the social media censors only to a point, lest they lose their channels. They are afraid to even criticize Donald Trump fairly. Once again, the conservative media is every bit the coward they accuse Republicans of being. Finally, Trump was found guilty of fraud in a summary judgment in New York City. The press could not figure out why Trump inflating his property values was a problem. The reason it is a problem is because it allows him to borrow more money, which consequently increases his interest expense. Interest expense is deductible from corporate taxes. This makes for a very legitimate argument for tax fraud. Basically, all the other real estate companies and most companies in general do this all over New York, across the country, and internationally. So this is nothing new. This goes on everywhere. But this is the first time they've really taken this uh, approach and put it in court. To know the degree of this fraud would require comparisons to similar companies in New York City. The reason the judge came out with such low valuations was to make the fraud look more extreme. The judge went too far, though, and exposed himself as a fraud. But that doesn't matter. This judgment considerably impairs Trump to take the stand and testify in his other cases. Now he'll have to make his case expressly through his lawyers and the witnesses without leaking confidential information. Situationally, Trump is in a world of hurt. He needs to stop marketing the process and to get himself and his legal team ready to do battle. For Senequanon News, I'm Persona Non Grata. Please spay and neuter your politicians. Good night.